So welcome to What Lyric with a capital Y. L. I, I just wanted to mention the L. I took, I love the whole, the, the, the saying of I took the L. It's kind of, I know it's old, but I took the L in Chicago and made a, took a snapshot of it and being like, I'm taking an L. It's kind of funny. Why? Stick figure. You use it a lot when you're drawing stick figures. You use Y. As I do, at least for arms. So Y as a letter doesn't get enough credit. R, ratings. Rate this podcast five stars or whatever you're feeling. Thanks. I enjoy doing this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it too. C, it's in a Michael Jackson song, and it started a great Latin phrase, carpe diem, that stands for seize the day. Enjoy this upcoming episode. And welcome everyone back into the podcast, What Lyric with a capital Y. I'm Jonathan Hudson. I'm glad to bring you today's podcast. Today is season four, episode two. If you didn't check it out, go check out last week's Halloween special, season four, episode one. It was a great one. It had Michael Jackson thriller in it. Who doesn't love Michael Jackson? And it had the Monster Mash as well as some more contemporary monster-like songs like The Monster by Eminem. So it was a great episode. If you haven't had a chance yet, go check it out. If you had, if you have listened to it, thank you. Appreciate it. So now we're on to season four, episode two, and I promised in season four, episode one, I would come up with a theme. And again, Instagram and everyone came through. So the theme with the most votes on Instagram was album reviews. So I will do album reviews for season four. If I don't have a guest, if I have a guest, we'll do whatever the guest wants because guests are fun. think we might have a guest next week. I'm working on that. But we're going to do album reviews, and the first album review we're going to do is one for Panic at the Disco. It's going to be a fever you can't sweat out by Panic at the Disco. And it's a, it's a good album. It's very polarized. People either love it or they hate it. There's one hit song on the album that's going to be the capital Y that everyone knows regardless if they listen to Panic at the Disco much or not. So that's it. Hope everyone's had a good week. We'll dive into it here. Before we start the lyrics, we're just going to go over what's this album about, facts about it, things of that nature. So it was released in 2005 under Decay Dance and Fueled by Ramen. Those are the two who helped Panic at the Disco release it, two companies. And then musically, this is interesting, it's split into two. The first half of the album is more synthesized, a lot of electronic help for the beat. And then the second half is more classical instruments that are being used. So that was pretty unique. I haven't, I hadn't thought of that. But when you listen through all the album, you really hear the switch. And then through some research, there's a lot of emo aspects to the album. But it has like a signature... And uniqueness to it for the album is the long song titles, which we'll get into when we get into the songs. But all the song titles on this album are just very long. They're not like quick hits like titles for songs usually are. And then some themes throughout this album is that some of the songs poke fun at the music industry. That's specifically the London Beckons song. And then uh, the other theme is more just about sex and women and the hardships romantically that some of the band members for Panic of the Disco had. 
And overall, I think the album is pretty, it's really well written and that's echoed in a lot of the, the music community agrees with that. It's well written. It's a standout because it's not just a typical, it's not a typical album. Obviously, this two switches and all the electronic in the first part is not a typical album. And it's very vulnerable. As we said, they talk about abuse in this album. They talk about, like, alcohol abuse. And then they talk about sex and women and just how they're struggling or how they don't like the music industry. So it's very vulnerable. And again, as I said, it's polarized. Either people love this album or they they just despise this album it's not really much of an in-between and then finally fallout boy was involved in this album and they helped them get signed pete once of fallout boy was integral in helping panic at the disco get signed so that's pretty cool so that's all the main quick hitters about the album a fever you can't sweat out let me know what you think of this album on instagram jd number four unc let me know what you think let me know if i didn't pick a song you wanted to hear all of that. And again, if you haven't checked it out, go check out Season 4, Episode 1. It's the Halloween special. It's a great one. But we'll get into our first song here. The first song we have by Panic of the Disco is Time to Dance. And the first lyric we have is, Well, she's not bleeding on the ballroom floor just for the attention. Because that's just ridiculously odd. Well, she sure is going to get it. Here's the setting. Fashion magazines line the walls now the walls line the bullet holes have some composure uh, and where is your posture oh no no you're pulling the trigger pulling the trigger all wrong <laughs>
So this whole song is based on a Chuck Palahniuk book, Invisible Monster. And the plot of the book is that a transgender woman gets murdered at a fellow model's wedding. And she's murdered by a fellow model at the wedding. So it's very gory first lyrics. You see that the bleeding on the ballroom floor. And then you have like, have some composure. You're pulling the trigger wrong. Just like pressure. Gun seems to be involved. And it seems like the narrator is critiquing the murderer or the person. Overall, just kind of a tough first line. And if you don't know like the book or the plot, it's just very dark. And then it goes into give me envy, give me malice, give me your attention. Give me envy, give me malice, baby, give me a break. When I say shotgun, you say wedding, shotgun, wedding, shotgun, wedding. And then it continues from there. She didn't choose this role, but she'll play it and make it sincere. So you cry, you cry, give me a break. But they believe it from the tears and the teeth right down to the blood of their feet. Boys will be boys hiding in estrogen and wearing aubergine. Give me a break. Give me a break. So the line, give me envy, give me malice, give me your attention, is a direct quote from the book. And I'm wondering, how does licensing work on that? So like if they sell, if they if this song gets downloaded and played or sold or the CD gets sold, does the person in the book get any credit? Do they get any compensation for that since they're, a lot of their lyrics are quotes from this book? So I'm just wondering how that licensing works. For the author's sake, I hope it gets some compensation for that. It's kind of sick. It seems like it's a persuasive murder. It's very sick, not cool. And then the last few lines about boys will be boys. It's just kind of boys maturing and that status. And aubergine is uh, synonymous with eggplant. So do with that as you want. But that last line is kind of all about just boys maturing in that stage. Then the song ends with boys will be boys. Hiding in estrogen and boys will be boys, boys will be boys, hiding in estrogen and wearing aubergine dream. Again, it's just boyhood and maturing. And that's how the song ends. My overall thoughts of the song is I like the electrical start. The intro of the song is really cool. It has a good, it's not like a good, like feel good story, but it has a good plot to it. It's very dark and twisted, but it has a good plot to the song. And it, the only thing is, like, it's a little specific. Like, you really get it if you know what's about this book and you know what it's about. But if you don't and you just listen to it, it's dark and confusing. Because you can just think of someone really depressed. Or you just, you, it's hard to come up with the exact analysis of the song if you don't know about the book and about the past. So that's my only knock on the song. And then, it's a, again, it's a great morph of the electronic and music and the regular instruments. So from, from one song about death to another song about addiction, Panic has a kind of a dark start to this album. But it's Kamisato. And the first lyric we have here is, The IV in your hospital bed. This is no accident. This is a therapeutic chain of events. This is the scent of dead skin on a... Luminum floor. This is the scent of quarantine wings in a hospital. It's not so pleasant and it's not so conventional. It sure as heck ain't normal, but we deal. We deal. The IV and your hospital bed. This was no accident. This was a therapeutic chain of events. 
about Ross's father's alcoholism and the more the chain of events line hinted that they do a really good job of like describing a hospital like it's really hard to get that like the smell and the the vision the smell and just everything about hospital you can't really get that sterile vibe but I do and these lyrics they do a great job with that and again I've been there it's just the smell is tough it's like rubber gloves everything's sterile not very pleasant. And then the next line is, the anesthetic never set in. And I'm wondering where the apathy and urgency is that I thought I phoned in. No, it's not so pleasant and it's not so conventional. It sure as heck ain't normal, but we deal, we deal. So there, the anesthesia isn't setting in. Anesthesia, if you don't know, knocks you out cold. You don't feel things. So here he's like, it never set. So he's still feeling the pain of his dad's alcoholism. And then the last lyric we'll go over for this song is, You're a regular decorated emergency. The bruises and contusions will remind me what you did when you wake. You've earned your place atop the ICU's Hall of Fame. Camera caught you causing a commotion on the gurney again. You're a regular decorated emergency. The bruises and contusions will remind me what you did when you wake. You've earned your place atop the ICU's Hall of Fame. The camera caught you causing a commotion on the gurney again. Can't take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kid. Sit back, relax, sit back, relapse again. Can't take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kid. Just sit back, sit back. And I don't think you ever want to make the ICU Hall of Fame. There's a lot of cool Hall of Fames, the Baseball Hall of Fame, the Basketball Hall of Fame. The Academic Hall of Fame for Excellence. I don't know, but the ICU, the Intensive Care Units Hall of Fame, probably don't want to make that one. And in this song, they just continue the bad descriptions of a hospital trying to, like, get through to Ross's father's mind. Like, this is not what you want. This is, this is, you're heading in a bad direction. Can't take the kid from the fight. Either he's trying to fight to help his dad. That's what I'm going to go with, or something else. But I'm going to go with, he's going to, he's helping his dad fight the alcoholism. 
and can't take the kid from the fight, take the fight from the kid. You can't stop me from trying to help my dad take this alcoholism part out and take it away. That's my analysis of those lines there. But my overall thoughts for Kamisato is it's a it's a sad song because it must be tough to have a parent struggling with anything, let alone alcoholism. That's very tough. But the shifts in the song are really good. The shifts in tempo, the shifts in lyrics, really good. It's a little bit repetitive. That would be my only change. Like it's a little bit repetitive, but I think these days most songs are repetitive. So that's just a personal thing there. So we'll go from sad to we go from these hardships, the top half of the album, lots of hardships that Panic of the Disco goes through, and then them throwing the music industry under the bus at some points, poking some fun at it, to where they just get into their romantic struggles, women and sex. So the next one we have, the next song we have is, But It's Better If You Do. And this song is like a continuation of the last song on the album. It's like the previous song on the album to this one. It's lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. And then it goes into the song. And then after the intermission of the album, it goes into the song, but it's better if you do. So it's kind of a continuation. But again, this song is definitely about women and sex. And we'll just go into it. The first lyric we have is, Now I'm of consenting age to be forgetting you in a cabaret. Somewhere downtown where a burlesque queen may even ask my name as she sheds her skin on the s- on stage. I'm seated and sweating to a dance song on the club's PA. The strip joint veteran sits two away, smirking between dignified sips of his dignified peach and lime daiquiri. And isn't this exactly where you'd like me? I'm exactly where you'd like me, you know, praying for love and a lap dance and paying in naivety. Oh, and isn't this exactly where you like me? I'm exactly where you'd like me, you know, praying for Praying for love in a lap dance and paying in naivety. Now I'm of consenting age to be forgetting you in a cabaret somewhere downtown where a burlesque queen may even ask my name as she sheds her skin on stage. I'm seated and sweating to a dance song on the club's PA. The strip joint veteran sits to away, smirking between dignified tips of his dignified peach and lime. And it's in this exactly where you like me I'm exactly where you like me, you know Playing for love in a lap dance And playing in naivety Oh, is it this exactly where you like me I'm exactly where you like me, you know Playing for love in a lap dance And playing in naivety That I, well, I may have faked it and I wouldn't be caught dead to dead to dead to dead in this place. Well, I'm afraid that I, well, that's right. Well, I may have faked it and I wouldn't be caught dead in this place. Playing for love in a lap dance and paying in naivety. Playing for love and paying in naivety. 
songs about Ross's breakup with the cheating ex, and the, I guess the story arc for this one is about a lonely guy in a strip club. He's unhappy, and here you just you just have you have stark imagery of a strip club, and then you have the the that's the stark imagery is the first stanza of that line, and then you have the second one where he's reflecting. It's like, isn't this where you want me to be? Like, he's realizing, he's just self-reflecting. He's getting kind of upset about it. And then the next line, I'm pretty sure this is the chorus, is, Well, I'm afraid that I, well, that's right, that I may have faked it, and I wouldn't be caught dead in this place. He's more like reflecting, like he told himself he'd never go to a strip club, and now he's here. He's like, he's very caught off guard of what he did. It's like, how did I do this kind of thing? And then the last two lines of this song is, Praying for love and paying in naivety. Praying for love and paying in naivety. And that, that's self-explanatory. He wants to find a connection, but he's paying in his just youthful need for a connection. But overall thoughts on the song, but it's better if you do. It has a good beat. It switches from, like I said, it switches from hardships to alcohol and going from the music industry to women and sex, which, I mean, seems about right for the music industry. You either write about hardship you poke fun at something, or you write about sex in general. So, and it's less electronic because we're at the intermission, so they go back to their regular instruments. So that was, but it's better if you do buy a Panic of the Disco. And now we're going into our fourth song before the questions of the podcast. Yes, the questions of the podcast still exist. Didn't get any answers last week, so didn't have any shout outs. But hopefully, I can get an answer this week. Hit me up on the Instagram, JD number four UNC, and we'll get some shout outs going in season four and then this is the last song on the album for panic at the disco and you're gonna be like god then why didn't you save it for the last one we'll go over now the capital y is not the last one but it's probably the most popular in this album so we're gonna go over this one though the last one on the album is build god then we'll talk and it continues the sex theme and the first lyric is, It's these substandard motels on the corner of 4th and Fremont Street, appealing only because they're just that unappealing. Any practiced Catholic would cross themselves up, entering. The rooms have a hint of asbestos, and maybe just a dash of formaldehyde, and the habit of decomposing right before your very eyes, along with the people inside. What a wonderful caricature of intimacy, Inside, what a wonderful caricature of intimacy. It's these substandard motels on the wall, corner of 4th and Fremont. Straight appealing only because they're just that unappealing. Any practice Catholic would cross themselves upon until the rooms have a hint of asbestos and maybe just a dash of formaldehyde.
And this one's just going over a stereotypical prostitute hotel room or just prostitute hotel in general. And I like the line, any practiced Catholic would cross themselves up entering. I know what that is. I know it's a sign of like up, down, left, right type of thing, making the cross. But to me, it's a funny image thinking of a Catholic priest coming up to this and just like just walking up this door. And then you have like LeBron James or someone, Tyler Hansbrough, someone, Ty Lawson. Let's go with Ty Lawson. He's a point guard. You have Ty Lawson come up and just cross him up before he enters the room. That's a hilarious image to me. But that was my funny tangent thought when I read that lyric. And it's more about like cheating girls, possible false reality of love. Like you think this, you love this person, but it doesn't really pan out. Like you're just in it for the initial, she's just in it for the initial thrills and then you're not and then you're stuck talk. You're just stuck, hung out the dry afterwards. And a long section for the second lyric, and not to mention the constable and his proposition for that virgin, yes, the one the lawyer met with on Strictly Business. As he said to the miss, well, only hours before, after he had left, she was fixing her face in a compact. There was a terrible crash between her and the badge. She spilled her purse and her bag and held a purse of a different kind along with people inside. What a wonderful caricature of intimacy inside. What a wonderful caricature of intimacy. So that one, it seems like it seems like it's a purse swap. Like she accidentally dropped her purse and picked someone else's up. And now she has all these different people inside of the purse because she has cards, IDs, all this thing. And then before that, it's just like the, the constable. So it's like, seems like she might have hit the guy's like badge, officer badge, and that caused everything to fall. That's what I'm going with. And then the, not the worst part of the song, a very shocking part of the song is that Panic at the Disco, it's not shocking for Panic at the Disco. It makes sense just because they're a band that's out there. But to take something so good and that children listen to as kids and just make it turn it twist and dark and sexual is just kind of, it's bizarre to me. Like, why? And I couldn't find why I researched why, but I just, there was no answers to be found for that one. But why I'm saying this is that Panic of the Disco sampled Sound of Music, and we'll see it in this next lyric. The chorus, they sampled Sound of Music. Here it is. The last lyric for this song is, There are no raindrops on roses and girls in white dresses. It's sleeping with roaches and taking best guesses at the shade of the sheets and before all the stains. And a few more of your least favorite things. Yeah, so that's sampling the sound of music. These are a few of my favorite things. Yeah, but they took it and made it dark and sexual and kind of gross. Not sure why. Like, if I'm sound of music, I'm not, not too thrilled about that. If I'm panicked, I don't know. It fits your MO. It kind of fits this album. I don't know. But they did it. it I'm not going to lie. It kind of fits the song. It fits the song perfectly, but it's also very strange. So before we get into our podcast questions, my overall thoughts for that song, bizarre. Do not watch the music video. It's even more bizarre. And then it's just, again, the theme is like the mistake of love. Like you think this love is one thing, but it's really not. So we'll go into the podcast questions. One, what is your favorite intro to a song? Because these, most of the first Let's say the all these songs have intros, but the first four or five on the album the, in the first half have a lot of electronic intros. So what's your favorite intro to the song? For me, it's the 
It's an open letter to NYC, the Beastie Boys. That intro is the best. Go check out that episode in season three if you haven't yet. That intro is the best. So that's my favorite intro. Two, what's your favorite Panic of the Disco song? It's either a tie for me between the capital Y or I like LA Devotee. That's a good one. And then the third question is, what's something good that happened to you this past week or this coming week? For me, this past week, I just got a lot of homework done early. Like, I had a paper due on Sunday, and I sat there Monday night, and I just went at it. And I finished the paper Tuesday morning, and then I finished it on Tuesday, edited some on Thursday night, and then turned it in. So that was a good feeling to have that done. Got some other stuff for my volleyball class done, too. And then I got to play a fun run of disc golf yesterday morning. Shout out Raven Newsom. We played Buckhorn. And that was fun. I think I, I played pretty solid golf. I For me, I shot a great score on that course. That course can get really tough in a hurry because it's tight and wooded. There's a lot of water and out of bounds. I did throw a disc in the water, but it was my quote-unquote water disc, so I didn't care about it, so that wasn't a problem. The only problem was I ended up with a bogey instead of a par. But it, overall, it was just a great time. Ravens always an awesome guy to play with. He's insanely talented. I was talking to him, saw him. He's going to go on the Pro Tour, possibly. He's going to possibly go on the Pro Tour in spring of 2021. So I'm excited to see him do that and excel. He's going to do great things. So that was a fun thing I did this week. And this coming week, I have a disc golf tournament on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm excited for that. I've been preparing for that for a while. So I'm excited to get out there and put all the hard work to use. So that was my fun thing for the week. Let me know your fun thing for the week. Instagram, JD, number four, UNC. Again, let me know any answers to these podcast questions. The first question was, what's your favorite intro to a song? The second question, what's your favorite Panic at the Disco song? And the third one, what's something good that happened to you this past week or this coming week? So we'll go from the podcast questions into the Capital Y. And the Capital Y is one of Panic's most known songs. It's the one that put them on the map. It is. I write sins, not tragedies. Now, from the start of this title, you know that Panic of the Disco is not related to Shakespeare. Because Shakespeare writes tragedies all day, every day. And the title here, Panic, says, I write sins, not tragedies. First lyrics here is, Oh well, imagine, as I'm pacing the pews in the church corridor, and I can't help but to hear. No, I can't help but to hear an exchanging of words. What a beautiful wedding. What a beautiful wedding, says a bridesmaid to a waiter. And yes, but what a shame. What a shame the poor groom's bride is a cheater. I chime in with, haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. And then it keeps going. As I'm pacing the pews in a church corridor And I can't help but to hear No, I can't help but to hear In exchanging of words I love you too What a beautiful wedding What a beautiful wedding Says a bridesmaid to a waiter But what a shame What a shame the poor groom's bride is a whore I chime in with a haven't you people
act Well, I'll look at it this way I mean, technically our marriage is saved Well, this calls for a toast So pour the champagne Oh, well, in fact Well, I'll look at it this way I mean, technically our marriage is saved Well, this calls for a toast So pour the champagne Pour the song there's a in the video there's a narrator but there's also a groom this is like a wedding gone bad scenario there's a bride and a groom and then people at the wedding and then there's a narrator in the music video brendan yuri is the narrator he's great by the way that music video is great go check this music video out it's cool it's also heart-wrenching but it's cool so he's the narrator in the video but he's kind of he's the thought of as the conscience of the groom. So it's the groom that overheard this. And then it's the bride's cheating. The groom that overheard this and the gr- the closing the door line is more like the groom's ignoring this. He doesn't want to think about it. If he ignores it, the wedding is saved. He can still marry this girl. He's just going to say, okay, ignorance is bliss on this one. And then there's some religious guilt and satire built into the song based on panic. And then the next chunk of lyrics here is, well, in fact, well... I'll look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Well, it's calls for a toast, so pour the champagne. Oh, well, in fact, well, I'll look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Well, it's calls for a toast, so pour the champagne, pour the champagne. And then, great beat coming into this next line. I chime in with the how many people have I heard of closing the goddamn door. No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. Fun fact in this music video is that every time he's, uh, Brendan Year is about to say, heard of closing the goddamn door, they either cut the camera away from him saying it, or he, like, puts something over his mouth so you can't see him hearing the, like, the cursing. It's kind of funny. Clever and funny way of editing that video. 
putting a video together. And again, the, the, the groom is just like, I'll be quiet about this infidelity. Don't worry about it. Then the marriage is saved. No. Bad. Do not go about it that way. Hopefully no one, I, anyone, no, I don't wish, wish this on anyone. Hopefully no one's ever in this position because it's terrible. There's lots of repetition in the song, even more than the song two ago. But it's it's a great song. This one's where repetition works because the beat's so good and the song's so good. And the title of the song, they got it from Shampoo Planet by Douglas Copeland. They got the title of this song from a book. That was the last lyric. The song ends. I chime in. Haven't you people ever heard of closing the goddamn door? No, it's much better to face these kinds of things with a sense of poison rationality. Again, and then it ends. But the coolest thing about this song is that they had a limited budget for the music video and this the production in general. So they used middle schoolers playing instruments. They sampled middle schoolers playing instruments and put it into their music. So that's just so cool that middle schooler, if they played, I think it was a, the show, if they played an instrument, that they could say, yeah, I made it on this hit song, I Write Since Not Tragedies by Panic at the Disco. That's so cool. That's just so cool. Overall thoughts for the song, the last one, again, this was the capital Y of the podcast. Overall thoughts is that it's a very, it's a phenomenal song. I'm not denying that. Phenomenal song on all accounts. The the plot of the song, very heart-wrenching. It hurts to think of that happening to anyone. That's just terrible. But again, great lyrics. The beat is phenomenal too. And again, check out the music video. It's great. It ends with a twist. You know the ending now because I said, it's basically said in the song, but the ending kind of illustrates what I've, Said here, it's a great, great music video. Go check it out. Great song. Download it if you haven't. Add it to your playlist if you haven't. It's a great song. So that's about it for the album review of Fever You Can't Sweat Out by Panic at the Disco. Again, they released this in 2005. Gained traction. Followed by helped them get signed so that they could release it. And yeah, it's a polarized album. Either you'll love it or you're not a fan of it. So let me know Instagram, JD number for you and see if you're a fan of this album or if you're not. Let me know if you, if you like this album review. Let me know anything I can change, anything that worked well. And yeah, that was season four, episode two. We went through Time to Dance, Kamisato, but it's better if you do. Bill God, then we'll talk, and I Write Sins, Not Tragedies, so was the capital Y. Again, that was all Panic in the Disco. And that's about it here for Season 4, Episode 2 of What Lyric with the Capital Y. Again, I'm John Hudson. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week will either be another album review or a guest. I'm hoping I get the guest to join me next week. Regardless, it'll be a great one. So that'll do it from the downtown Raleigh in Syria. I'm John Hudson saying see you next week.